G'day guys, welcome to the St. George of Leroy Dragons preview for 2023. Now the Dragons finished 10th in 2022. Bit of a roller coaster season, probably overachieved a touch, but they ended 2023 with a bit of a turnover. Now joining me to break them down is my man Corbs. How are you Corbs? What do you talk about mate? We, we were exactly where I thought we were going to be. <laughs> we should have been in the eight. <laughs> <laughs> well that was your kind of bold prediction. But, mate, oh. that team song, how many times are you actually going to hear that this year? Depends. Depends how the women's side goes. <laughs> Hookies are under heaps of pressure. Now, Corbs, 2023 gains and losses. Jacob Little arrives from the Tigers. Zane Musgrove from the Tigers as well. Nick Lewis-Tosso from North Pride. Jackson Sarab, Josh Corrick, Connor Muller-Leeson and... They're coming from the Q Cup. And then Ben Murdoch's Masilla just recently signed from the Warriors. 2023 losses. Daniel Alvaro, he goes to France. Josh Maguire to Warrington. Tarek Sims to Storm. Jack Guzlowski to the Cowboys. George Burgess to retire. Jackson Ford, Warriors. Pawasa Farmozalali, he goes to the Dolphins. And Andrew McCulloch retires. Corbs, I've got to admit here, I don't know what's going on through the juniors. And I know there's plenty of talent coming through. But I think you've lost more than you've gained here, man. Yeah, we have, but I also don't think it's as big as everyone is saying. I think everyone's just, it's 2022 all over again. I don't think we're going to nudge the uh, the premiership race, but yeah, we'll, we'll be down the bottom of the table. I've said it, I think on the first pod, I'm just glad the Dolphins are in the comp because they're my tip for the spoon. <laughs> Plenty of pressure, as you've already talked about on uh, our coach Hook. Little bit of a a scoop, a bit of word, and it wasn't from the Dragons camp, from a playing group okay. that um, obviously he, he's under pressure. But the name that popped up is someone that rhymes with Mez Tazla <laughs> that is out of a coaching gig and could be in there as early as round six. So who knows? I mean, he's a, he's a people man. And when you've only got three people turning up to your end of year presentation, maybe that's what the club needs. <laughs> it's a pretty good sign, even though I love Hook. But... You've got some good scoops knowing all the NRL guys that you know, so that could be one to watch out for. Old, what do you call him? Bez Nazla. Bez Tazla. Bez Tazla. Yeah, you read, it, you read into that how you like, people at home. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty to talk about tonight, Corbs. We've got our studs, duds, bounce back, bit of Trap City, some cashies that are pretty interesting there today. And if we can, we'll get to some draft. But Draggy's first team to actually receive a buy, mate. What's your thoughts there? Because it's going to be interesting because they're going to – they're probably going to go as close to full strength as possible charity shield. Unfortunate news now that Cody Ramsey's been rubbed out for the season. So that definitely means that, you know, Sloan's probably pretty much a lock on that fullback jersey. But given the buy in round one, Corbs, how many Dragons can you realistically take? I think two. Two's my max. Two, two is mine at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think... Cause then, You've obviously then got two fresh coming in round two, but I think unless it's a team that is, you know, the Doggies or was it Cowboys that have got a really good run, uh, no buy for a while. I think the Broncos, but there's probably not two or three in there that interests me. Three would be your max. Mm. I don't know if you would want to – it's it's risky. It's it's like that game where you, you don't have centre cover or you don't have a certain position cover. Centre cover at the moment – is um is not great. I'm seeing a couple of centers being named, and 
or being put in teams, and I'm not seeing them named round one. So that's going to throw a bit of chaos once it all drops, Teamless Tuesday. But yeah, going back to the draggies, two I would recommend, and that's what I'm rolling with at the moment. Nice. All right, let's rip in some player analysis here, Corbs. How good is this bloke? How good is this bloke? And I love this bloke because he won me a premiership. Jack Bird, 607K, break even of 42. Talk to me because he just seems that, for me, he can play five different positions, right? We've seen him play well. Fullback, centre, 5'8", lock, second row. It just seems that with the Dragons having so many issues, the first man they turn to every single time is Jack Bird, which for me, at 600k, I do think that he will end up being the best centre, but for round one, a little bit maybe too pricey for me, but what's your thoughts? He was in my team for a lot of the January month, but then I got some news, (laughs) or we got some news, that he's looking to partner Benny Hunt in the halves come Mm. round one. We'll get a bit more on that with our trial games. And, and it is a good one because they do have the charity shield and it usually gives us a pretty good idea of their full strength side as with the Panthers with their World Club Challenge. But, um, yeah, it's just like I really – and with my projected for the textbook, I really had him at that 13. I thought they lost or got a, a lot of good quality mids. They have a couple of back rowers that can play there. Now it's just – with a few losses, your Sloan, your Ramsey, it promotes other guys and they're only one injury away from now Jack Bird being that, jack of all trades, mm. and just going and filling positions again. Like they needed that full strength squad so he could really just play him where they wanted and I think he's got so much potential and quality in that 13 jersey to just spark something for the Dragons. I, I rate Jack DeBellin, but have we moved past the old school third middle at 13. And, yeah. and Jack DeBellin, big motor, getting there just trucking up middle because, as I said, we've lost a lot of quality. I don't really see us having that big motored forward, and he's that. And then you've got the other guys that could come on, yeah, Murdoch Masilla, Zane Musgrave, that can just give that 30, 35 minutes. Mate, I think that hook, what I'm hoping for, because we saw what the six games Jack Bird played at lock last year, 55. You brought it up yourself. He's got X-Factor straight through the guts. Hook knows that he's pretty much going to get fired if he doesn't get wins. And if he goes conservative with Bird and Hunt in the halves, they will not win football games. But if he goes Bird at 13, I think he's going to show a little bit of shape that's a little bit different to what they've been playing. And I think Sullivan with Hunt will be a good halves pairing, and I hope he does. Like, the biggest thing, I guess, for Corbs is security, right? Like, you're taking a punt that his Dragons are going to win games, and he's not going to get fired for Leslie Dazzler, or whatever the hell you're calling him. <laughs> and that's that's my biggest concern, is the fact that he plugs so many holes, but I want him, and I know at 13 that he can make such a big difference to this team. Yeah, and he's he's not even really hitting... Break even of 42, not even quite hitting that 10 points, even if he hits the 50 average, which is pretty decent. The money, why I jumped on him early doing the analysis is his last few games were in that lock position. So I was thinking, mm. you know, does that carry over? It worked. He played good there. Do we chuck him in to start the year off? That's the thing. Like last year, he played two games in the centres. He played majority of it in the second row. What did he play? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 games in the second yeah. row. 5, 8, he played four games. And then the rest of them at lock where he played six games. But he's tagged as a edge centre. 
Like that yeah. was that's a little bit silly for me. I think he should be an edge mid, and that would or an edge half. Like Senna, he's literally hasn't played there for at least a, what the year before last. So an interesting. Well, if one. they were doing, yeah, if they were doing what they were, um, the position, um, sort of uh, what they're doing with all the other players, put hedge and then just add to whatever he gets first up. But yeah, I agree. His positional um, duel is a bit, bit weird. Corbs, I'm a no for round one. You. Yeah, I've actually, I was saying last night in the q and I've slightly turned my attention to Holmes with the Cowboys run and just, yeah, discussed that last night on yesterday's pod. But, yeah, Birdie's out for the moment. Just too risky. Yeah, I think so too. No, 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 no. Corb's dud time. Jacob Little arrives from the Tigers. 571k, break even to 39. How do you see this playing out, mate? Because, obviously, McCulloch's retired. They always kind of carry, well, one of Embi and before was Sullivan on the bench, but with Amon being stood down, looks like Sully's Sully or Bird will kind of fill that that sixth spot. But what's your thoughts there on Jacob Little? I just think he's he's going to get probably maybe fifty minutes. We want minutes for him. Yep. And last year, Umbai averaged thirty minutes off the bench, and that's the big key stat that hurts me and tells me not to go near Little. I actually think he's going to bring a bit more attack than McCulloch did. Yeah, I just don't see him getting any more than 50 minutes, 55 maybe, but Umbai still offers a little bit, Hook likes him. Yeah, that, that's the one that worries me. Well, when he came, what, 2021, we got some good value out of Little. Start of the season when he was starting, come back from his ACL, was bottom basement price. Made us a little bit of cash before we sold him out. So we know that he's got some relevant games, but he makes some great points on you just could not touch him there. What do you reckon his projection there is, Corpse? 43 to 45. Okay. So, yeah, there's two or, three, two or three points for him to make there. But like he, he's got two games at 70 minutes where he got 59 and 52 last year. Mm. So, I can see why there is interest, definitely. But yeah, Hook's seen... becoming Ricky Stewart 2.0 with <laughs> a couple of his rotations <laughs> with the, the Fords and Hooker last year. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's move on to. All right, Corbs, one of the guys we just mentioned, Jack DeBellin, 681K, break even of 47. Is that 18 months back in the game? Had a, you know, had some good games last year. Probably wasn't consistently hitting those upper scores, but we have seen him do it in the past. Another preseason under his belt. What are you seeing here with bounce back factor? Well, again, this was um, hoping to get Jack Bird in that 13 spot and DeBellin just in that prop position. So then he was just out and out, running, hitting up, getting through the work and not passing the ball. Mm. Um, when you look at him last year at his lock position, he had a 47 average. And then when you look at him at prop, his last three games, he also had a 47 average there. But his last three games had a 50, 61 and dipped down to a 37 there. But his better scores were in that prop position. Yep. So I was just hoping he gets the maybe a few more minutes, maybe up to that 60 maybe 65, just because you look at some of the, I talked about it just before, some of the guys coming off the bench in your Musgrove and your Ben Murdoch-Masilla, they pack punch. 
but they don't exactly scream big minute players either. Yeah. Um, I think he's got, you know, with footy, you need runs in the legs. I was, I remember, uh, I went to a, a kicking coaching course, Brett Kamali, and he was just, he had a bit of time off and he started, I think he might have an injury actually, obviously a kicking coach, so he's got to use his leg. And he started doing a bit of stuff with the Tigers and he just said how like useless and how quick he lost it. Um, and then he put on an absolute clinic showing us a few things. Mm. But I think that's with Jackie DeBell. And he's got a year under the belt. He's back in the swing of things. I think he'll bounce back and, and be that big minute um, forward for this team this year. Because you, you lost Maguire who didn't play the big minutes but has been that guy in the past. A lot of experience. I mean, you know, before he left, he was just a shoe in for the origin. Um, he, he talked he wanted to get back there. I think that's probably unrealistic now. They're pretty stacked side with the origin and the blues. But, yeah, I think he, he can if he can get back those minutes and, and increase that PPM, it dropped down quite a bit. If you look back to a couple of years ago in, in the 2020, he had some ripping scores there too. Yeah. Well, just turning back the clock a little bit, 2017 is breakout year. Not 2020, sorry. Not 2020. Well, 2017, uh, Corbs, he averaged 59, yeah. right, from 66 minutes. So that's, it's definitely... Yeah, that's what I was getting at, sorry. Before yeah. he left. Yeah, definitely in him. And I guess sitting out two seasons as well, it's not like his body took a huge toll. So I know that he's kind of aged a little bit, but it's not the same sort of age because he hasn't had the same sort of wear and tear on his body. So I am expecting the same thing. I think he actually can. He's, he's got quality all over him. It's just one of those things that, again, that role, but... He's at least going to be there. Like, between lock and prop, he's, he's going to be there, right? That's one thing that I do like. Yeah, and you, you get to have a bit of a look at him. He might be a really good guy to grab during the origin period because, as I said, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to make origin. Mm. And he could be that alpha forward in the Dragons pack. Yep, I think so too. Which some, which some would say isn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll go the Dragons. Come on, live. <laughs> All right, guys, if you haven't yet, would love a review on Spotify or Apple. Please join the banter on social media. Facebook, Talking League Pod. Corby's doing an amazing job on Instagram, Talking League Pod. So if you hit up the DMs or just engage with some of the great posts that he's doing, Twitter, Talking League One, Talking League Textbook, that's out now. Features a comprehensive guide to NRL fantasy for this year. 180 pages, 17 team profiles. Lineups, schedule analysis, representative player analysis, 391 player profiles, Q&A with the last two champs, which was Will McAteer and Shane Newitt, and uh, power rankings for the top 20 players, bold predictions, some really good classic and draft strategy and tips. So 20% of profit, that will go directly to Bowel Cancer Australia. So four bucks there. And to honour the legacy and contribution of fantasy icon Steve Nichols, who passed away from Bowel Cancer a short, short time ago. Now, our partners at Game Day Squad have also thrown in two packs of player cards valued at nine ninety nine each. So plenty of value there. You can catch them at gamedaysquad.com.au. But it retails at nineteen ninety five, and we'll also give you a free 20-page sample if you want to look before you buy. So just head over to talkingleaguepod.com to purchase now or just go to your show notes. Everything's sitting in there ready to go. All right, Corbs, let's get back into the player analysis and we'll go. Thought I'd leave the cashies to the end. Plenty to talk about there, Corbs. But Trap City, Ben Hunt, 646k break, even of 45. Again, coming off a career year where... He polled very, very high in the Dally M's, but didn't break up, break out fantasy-wise there, Corbs. Yeah, poor old Benny Hunt. It's, 
A lot of the weight's going to be on his shoulders again. I hope he can back it up with another cracking year. Uh, 52, 57. These are his averages, 2020, 2021, and then 45 in 2022 when he had his best year out of those three. Yeah. So it's just not translating to the fantasy points we like. Just looking at a couple of weaknesses, eh? Like five missed tackles <laughs> That's a game. unusual for him, eh? For someone that defends yeah. so well in origin. Added demerits to his game. He added 1.1 errors a game uh, from 2021 to 2022. And 2021 and 2020 were very similar. And half a penalty conceded as well. He's not getting any younger. I think he's sort of in the prime. So I don't think that should be a massive factor. But, yeah, I don't – like with the draggies, you need attacking stats for your half. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get those as well on top of just – you know, saying before, he had a stellar year. The fantasy didn't add up. The, he's one of those guys like a lot of people, Dragons fans or, you know, Benny Hunt, geez, he's and a half. He's with Sullivan, a, a, you know, a rookie or Bird who's going to run the ball and not kick. Don't get fooled in because Amon pretty much sort of fit both those criteria last year, running 5'8", he didn't yeah. kick much, and he still only got a 45. So, uh, you know, for the... The good fantasy coaches, they won't be going near him, but that's probably more a message to the rookies or newbies. Yeah, I think, what do you reckon, mental and physical fatigue just carrying a team? Like, that's unusual for a player of his standard to have five missed tackles and 1.1 errors, which probably, he's probably trying a little bit too hard and then having to carry the team at touch. Yeah, it was his highest demerits in nearly 13 points a game Yeah, since 2015. And, and he's also origin. You'd think he's locked yeah, in that 14 lock. jersey got quite well with the um, bouncing to and from with Harry Grant. So, yeah, a lot of things stacking up to avoid him. Yeah, I think just better options. Like you said, you need a halfback in a team that scores tries, right? That's probably the knock on probably someone like Sean O'Sullivan as well. You just can't just be accumulating stats just from kicking. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I said it last night on the Q&A. Sean O'Sullivan going from... Do you know, it's like Flanagan in that Roosters side where he just, you just work around us, mate. We're humming. He was at the Panthers, absolutely humming. And then he's now got to go and organise things at the Dolphins. It's going to be chaotic for the first rounds for those guys. Yeah, it could be the same as this one. All right, Corbs, let's talk some cashies because there's plenty to talk about here. Let's, we've got five of them. So let's start with a, a bit of a high-range one because I don't think he's going to get as much love as these other guys. Max Fiegai, 406K, break even to 28. Found the try line plenty of times there last year, calls, but maybe a little bit too pricey for round one? Yeah, he's brother of Matt. I, I think Ravalawa will start, but he was actually the pick of the two brothers making his debut back in 2020 first. Mm. Um, he'll be putting pressure on the roll for sure on the right wing. Ravalawa's right wing, yeah. Last game of 2021, he had a fantasy score of 46 points from 63 minutes. He did get over for two tries, but these guys can play. I'm predicting by the end of the year, we could have another pair of twins in the Dragon side. Yeah. I think he will be there come the end of the season. So um, just one to keep an eye on. Uh, you won't be starting with him. Sorry, Cobbs, I think I gave you the wrong price too. Sorry, I gave you Matt's price. Okay. Yes, three nineteen for Maxi. Sorry, I got them yeah. mixed up. Apologies there, mate. So yeah, maybe have a little look for him, Maxi. So at three that the three nineteen is definitely more. 
more valuable there. But let's turn to the next guy, Ben Murdoch Masilla here. So recent purchase here, Corb, 250K, break even at 17. Hasn't really, like, we saw what he did in Super League and then playing for Tonga as well, but just hasn't really lived up to those potentials at the Warriors. But what changes at the Draggies? Yeah, he went over to the Warriors and really went downhill. So he's tried to revive his career and come over to the mighty Red V. I think his playing days on the edge are done. Most likely plays that middle bench, mm. which is where he actually scored his best when it comes to fantasy. So that's a win. In 2021, so this is going back to when he played more of that role, had a PPM of 0.92 and he was given an average of 37 minutes to have an average of 34 points, which, yeah, that gives him 16 points value. Even if he only gets the 30 minutes, you're still looking at 12 points like that, you know, the magic 10 points value that we're after. So he could be a nice, cheap 250K break even 17 mid because the mids, there's a lot of good quality sort of mid-range and up. There's no lower ones. I think Trey Mooney's maybe the only other one. Still a few question marks. I can only see him coming off the bench to start. I can't see him starting just yet. But, yeah, here's another one just to throw in the mix. If you were to maybe pair him up with, I think Sloan's probably the other obvious choice that we might talk about very shortly, but Mm. one to consider. Could be the Maxi King, right, mate? Like, we saw Maxi King come on, change clubs, change the scenery. Like, he's got a very similar, when you think about his size and his kind of explosiveness... He can kind of offload the ball too. If he fits in the right systems and gets the right players around him, who knows? I do like that call because that's not that hard to do. If he gets a 31-32 average, that's 15 points of value, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, just be careful. I think Francis Molo is having a spell till round three. So I still think Ben Murnock-Masillo gets a spot on the bench anyway. I think between him, Zane Musgrove, and Jack DeBellin... Blake Laurie, so that, yeah, I think he'll still crack the 17, but just be wary that there's one big dog out of the picture early on. Yeah, if they're recruiting a prop this late in the piece, that means they they know where they want to strengthen up. So given yeah. that he's experienced, that you probably think that Hook loves a little bit of experience in those those guts, so it wouldn't oh, surprise doesn't me. Doesn't he what? Yeah. Average age is about 34 at the Dragon. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go to the next guy, Terrell Faye Mayono. Now, a bit of a bad boy in the footy world, 250K break, even of 17. Probably lost his way over the last, ever since the Papi incident, right? Because he was he was really good fantasy-wise before that incident. And then I guess he's just lost his way in the team and his pecking order. I captained Papi that day, so I still am <laughs> filthy at Terrell for that one. That was a magic round, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Didn't miss him. I there's an edge spot. So Sewer's got one, and with Jack Bird now talking halves, maybe lock. If he doesn't get that edge spot, there I think it's a two man race. I, I think Ben Murdoch Priscilla and Josh Kerr have played in the past, but I don't think their agility laterally is going to suit them, and I don't think they're going to get a start. I think it's Terrell Fumano or Billy Burns. Now Terrell Fumano, 250k break even to 17. When he's playing on the edge, he has an average of, or he played, yeah, 38 and 40 in 2020 and 2021, which is where I've got him projected if he plays edge. So there's bulk coin to be made if he gets a starting spot. How do we know how he's, like, they're going to have to win Charity Shield, right? 
that's going to be the only way that we're going to be able to lock these guys in. Yeah, I know, because the, with those two, it is such a neck-and-neck neck race. And, you know, a couple of losses, I can easily see one getting pulled out and the other one getting chucked in. Mm, that's the biggest so, thing, is the trades. Yeah, going back to Hook, he does have a history of doing that in not just sticking with the, the same team. And, mate, the pressure he's under, like, I think he's, you know, number one on their chopping block for coaches to lose their job. So, he could... <laughs> he could be just flipping them here, there, and everywhere. But, yeah, the other guy, so he, he's one to consider. Mm. The other guy is Billy Burns, who has gone under the radar huge. It's a bit like the Andrew Davey at the Doggies. Good footballer. Injuries have hurt him a little bit. He is uh, quite skillful himself. I think he has played in the halves in the past. 41-point average from his nine games at edge in his first year at the Dragons in 2021. So, Hook brought him over for that role, it seems. And that's when they had a lot of forwards there. They had Sims. They had Maguire. Unfortunately, an injury hampered 2022 season. And now he's back to have a crack at that vacant edge spot. So I actually have him... I think he might be in the sort of front the front runner because Fermono played a bit of middle and probably has a bit more versatility to come off the bench. Yep. Um, yeah. He did have five missed tackles a game in his only four starts last year, which geez, if he's paired up with um, Ben Hunt, that's a lot of missed tackles. <laughs> so hopefully he, fix, hopefully he fixes that. But, yeah, it could be 180K value if he was to lock an edge spot position down and injury-free. Maybe. All right. Well, Is it Billy Burns? Billy Burns. We may have to put him on. Did not even have him on my radar, but now you've got oh, and me. 226K, break even of 22. So... Three twenty six K, yeah. Okay. Mm, Another edge to consider. All right, we've got a plenty of watch lists. We've got two to go here, Cobbs. Let's go to Jaden Sullivan next. Three hundred and forty K, break even to twenty three. What's your thoughts? No more uh, Amon to start the season at least. Probably from what I've seen, probably maybe forever. But thinking about Jack Bird and them talking the rumors of him moving into the halves with Benny Hunt. Now we've got Jaden Sullivan still in the mix, and we know that he had issues because he wanted out because he wasn't getting a start in first grade. But they got no. For me, I think they've got to play him at six. But does he have fantasy value at six next to Benny Hunt? Yeah, well, he, he scored a thirty-nine in the halves last year, and when he's priced at three forty k, there's money to be made there. And the downside, yeah, physical preparation. Week to week, those hemis, they seem to be an issue because they've been something that's been popping up over the last few years with him. Yeah. Um, he was trying to go over to the USA, but it was filled up, it was booked up. There was no <laughs> room for him to go over and see, <laughs> see old mate. The Draggies couldn't afford it because, like, by the time they've fixed up the other three, it's cost $2 million just to go there now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he'd be a worry because, again, that thing – I haven't got him in my side. He'd just be worried with the Jackie Bird. I'd love to just see Jackie Bird at 13 and just chuck Sullivan in at six and just play with confidence. But we probably haven't seen enough of him yeah. in the in the sixth jersey. Just having a look at his stats here, Corbs. Two games in 2021 paired with Ben Hunt. Now, he scored 35 against the Titans and 14 against the Rabbitohs. The biggest thing is the kick meters, 62 and 56. So, and then his missed tackles on those games was three and nine. So, something is a merry-go-round in terms of tackling. Obviously, they don't do much practice at the Dragons in terms of halves tackling yeah. people. Well, 
he's he's priced at that twenty four, and he's I've only got him projected to make a thirty three thirty five. So again, he's he's at magic ten points value, but there's risk with the ten points value. There's other guys out there that also fall into this category in the halves that um, maybe you would look at over him. Okay. Well, well, not, not so much halves, sorry, but at his price for that 10 points value. Cool. I think there's a lot of value in the halves, but maybe not him. Yeah, Corbs, we're going to finish off Tyrell Sloan now. Her heavily owned 17%, 250K, break even at 17. The news on Ramsey pretty much makes him a lock, man. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had Sloan in there. I think we talked about him first pod. It was never looking good. Ramsey's been at training since before New Year's, but obviously not in a training capacity. But, yeah, the talk was he was he was never going to play even for the first half of the year, but they've come to a decision early in the week to just look after him and, and not try and rush it because it is a bit more serious than um, first thought. Sloaney, he's not going to shoot the lights out, but he's bottom dollar. He's going to, you know, he should make that 30 average. I've got him at 33, 35. I've been hearing a lot of good things from a few um even the, the I talked about the Waratahs sort of hybrid game they had, they really rated him. Defense is the big thing. He just needs to fix that up. That's probably why he hasn't got. I know Hook, or you've you've said before, Hook's massive on his defense. Mm. That's probably what's um, caused a few issues and not got as many starts in twenty twenty two. But that all comes with um, development and experience. He gets that sorted. He's an excitement machine machine with the the attack. 18, yeah, because he only had an 18 average because he was coming off the bench on the wing last year. So, yeah, he's probably one of, or he is one of my draggers that I'm going to put in. Yeah. Now, Corbs, take Torrell Sloan out because we're all going to lock him in. Let's rank these guys from kind of first to last. So, let's rank Max Fiogai, Jaden Sullivan, Tyrell Fomiono, Billy Burns, Ben Murdoch, Masilla from one to five in terms of your rank one being the best, five being the worst. All right, Sloan's one, Fiegai's five. I would then go Billy Burns two slash Fumano two. So I have Burns, yeah, I have Burns ahead of Fumano, but like obviously that'll change if he gets it. But I think Burns will get that edge spot. Then Ben Murdoch, Masilla, then Jaden Sullivan. Beauty, because yeah. I think. Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and Sullivan both offer the same, but I think Ben Murdoch, Masilla is a lot safer at making that 10 than Sullivan and safer for his spot in the team as well. Yeah, playing up the guts. Totally agree with that. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Dragons. So I hope you, that was the last preview for oh, the draft. 2023. Oh, no, we've kind of run out of time. We'll, we'll, no, just, good. we'll just skip on that <laughs> one. There's not much draft relevance. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't yet, we would love a review on Spotify or Apple. Please join the banner on social media, Facebook, Talking League Pod, Twitter, Talking League One, Instagram, Talking League Pod, Talking League Tech Book. That is out now, Nineteen ninety-five, 20% of profits to Bell Cancer Australia, TalkingLeaguePod.com to get your copy today. We're going to be having, so we're going to be continuing our live shows Monday. We'll be doing Team Doctor. Thursday, we'll be doing now live Q&A. That's 8.30 New South Wales time at 7.30 Queensland time, and that's 10.30 New Zealand time. Jakey, Riley, and one of the other boys will be doing that into the round one season. So plenty still to come. We'll be having positionals. So Corbs will be back for that. We've got a couple of the same positions for that one, Corbs. So looking forward to ripping in and probably getting a little bit less loose and a little bit kind of 
locking in our final pick. So that will kind of be after the second uh, second trial round. Yeah, I sent through my team to you just before with a, a bit more news here and there, and it's it's starting to look good. I'm getting excited. I've got a couple of big guns in there I wanted, so hopefully a few things come to plan and or go to plan and uh, can keep that side as or get it as close as possible for round one. I'm glad these are over because every time I do one with someone else, someone else ends up in my team, and I'm sick of changing my team. I should just delete app until the season starts because... Who, who's in there now? Who are you thinking? Sloan was in there. Who are you well, thinking? mate, you've this Billy? Billy Burns stuff at 300k. Billy Burns. Billy, Billy Burns. Like, the only thing he's got the round one by. Fuck. Yeah, you can take two in that up, mate. Yeah, we'll see how the charity shield goes. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for all your support during uh, this first part of the preseason. Thank you to everyone that has bought the textbook. Really appreciate that. But we'll check you out for more content during the week. See you later.